Welcome to Force Points to the Point Cybersecurity Podcast. Each week, join Eric Trexler and Erica Pierce to explore the latest in government cybersecurity news and trending topics. Always covered in 15 minutes or less. Now, let's get to the point. Hi, and welcome back to To The Point Cybersecurity. I am your host, Erica Pierce, and I'm excited today because we're switching up the format a little bit. I shouldn't say I'm excited because Eric's not here, so I don't want him to think that <laughs> <laughs> that the reason why I'm excited is that he's not here. He, he had, unfortunately, couldn't be here for this episode, but we do have two, um, two great guests here to talk about Enterprise Infrastructure Solutions, better known as EIS, which is a little bit easier to say. So first, we have Brian Skelton from Forcepoint here, and he's going to fill in for Eric today, right? Right, Brian? I am. Okay, uh, it's big shoes to fill. It is. It is. <laughs> I'll probably get a review of this afterwards. Now. <laughs> yeah, it will be four stars. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, and then we have Bill Lazinski. So sorry, Bill, if I'm butchering your name a little bit from GSA. So thank you, Bill, for being yeah, here. Absolutely. So let's just first start. I know some listeners know what EIS is, some may not. But Bill, just tell us. I mean, it, it's it's something I know I've read a lot about lately, especially with what's happening with IT modernization. But tell our listeners who don't know just what EIS is. Sure, you bet. It, it really is uh, the the fourth generation of uh, uh, kind of government-wide uh, network and uh, network infrastructure solutions contracts, starting back with FTS 2000 to FTS 2001 into networks and now to EIS. We have over 30 years of experience and delivering uh, network infrastructure solutions to agencies. We have about 40% of the overall market in the federal workplace kind of goes through us. And, and this contract really is is, uh, is kind of that next generation that represents the evolution in, in kind of telecom and network infrastructure. And Brian, um, and feel free to jump into Brian. I know you know a lot about this subject. This is not, not an area of my lane of genius. So. <laughs> So you guys are doing a panel together uh, at the summit that we're at we next, are, right? Yeah, okay. About Thirty minutes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, in terms of you know the direction of it, what types of things are you guys going to be talking about? So, in the, the main thing that I wanted to pull out of of Bill and, and some of our other hosts is is kind of where we are with EIS. It has been you know uh, multi year process, even since the award of EIS. Uh, some providers are still being certified. Uh, what are the status of RFPs? Or you know, can people take advantage of it now? Or awards being made, things like that. And then also, there's some some pending regulations for tick compliance here, trust internet connection updates, right, which will allow new things like direct to cloud and, and, and ease the digital transformation um, from a compliance standpoint. So how do the, the pending changes in, in EIS, how is that going to help agencies really take that next step in, in modernizing? So, so a lot there. Uh, yeah. so, so where, do, where do you want me Sounds to Sounds like he doesn't have much to talk so, about at the... Oh, sorry. <laughs> No, it's a good question, though. It's a, I mean, what 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 do you see happening, though? So, so what I'll start with is is that we are in the midst of a of a transition. As mm -hmm. I mentioned, this is the the kind of the next generation of contracts to to cover the federal space, and with each of these transitions, they're very large in nature, right? You're talking about uh, major agencies with millions of services that they're providing in in various mission spaces, and so whenever we have these transitions, what you basically have is is the agencies are going back through a process of trying to design and architect. To, 
their their kind of network infrastructure and deciding what kind of services they, they want to have. Are they going to do like for like? Or are they going to look at transforming their services? And then really utilizing the contract to find the best provider of those services for them to deliver. So um, at the front end, uh, we've gone through award. We have awarded nine uh, different providers of major providers of services, including okay. uh, some small businesses that are that are new entrants into into the space. And right now, we're in the midst of working with agencies to get them to put together those fair opportunity solicitations. Um, for each of the vendors, they do have to go, and Brian was mentioning this, they have to go through a certification process, mm -hmm, both mm -hmm. on the systems that they use to maintain these programs, but also uh, an authority to operate, because there's some very sensitive, uh, kind of uh, important work that goes through right, these networks, absolutely. need to make sure that they're secure. So, uh, you know, the good news is, is that we have, um, we have now authorized three of the providers to be able to deliver services. Um, even though we don't have all of the providers have their authorization, mm -hmm. that doesn't prevent agencies from moving forward with putting out their fair opportunity solicitations and kind of asking uh, the providers to give proposals. So we're in the midst of that process. Good news is that we have some agencies have already released their solicitations and are on the verge of uh, making awards. So we're starting right. to see that pick up and that progress in, in both the, the kind of readiness of the contract as well as the uh, agencies moving forward with those awards. Right. So, you know, this is the follow on iteration of networks, right? There were a lot of changes. I, I did a lot of work with agencies on the networks contract and the services were a lot more limited than what they have now with EIS. Mm -hmm. So um, can you talk a little bit about the differences and what agencies have at their disposal now? Yeah. And I and I think where I'd start, uh, Brian, is that, is that if you really think about that convergence, right, is is that the that the kind of the classic view of your network is is it was the the kind of architectural backbone to kind of pass information back and forth. Uh, as we move from networks into EIS, you're really talking about a new set of services that go all the way from those standard network infrastructure, hardware based infrastructures to manage services so that agencies can move away from having to manage those networks as directly as they have, but also cloud services, uh, managed security mm -hmm, services, mm -hmm. uh, and it's also a contract that allows for the onboarding of new technologies over, of time, over time in a much more rapid fashion than before. Wow, that's awesome. So, uh, so let's let's say you're looking into your crystal ball five, you know, <laughs> ten years from now. <laughs> what would you say, you know, from an aging agency perspective um, would have been the impact of of EIS? Well, that's a, that is a great question. And in fact, Brian and I were talking about this a little bit out in the hall. You know, we're really talking about moving from a from an from a hardware based infrastructure to an unwired world. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're at the we're kind of at the beginning of the of the of the execution of 5G and starting to see 5G networking roll out. And uh, with with kind of that as your technical platform, um, what you're seeing, what you what you're going to see is this kind of radical change in how uh, agencies consume their network services, moving away from owning their own infrastructure and managing their own infrastructure to being able to leverage that uh, wireless world that's going to provide much more capability to them. But it also means it's going to radically change how they think about securing their network services as well. So, uh, I, you know, I think that 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 uh, kind of understanding the, the security environment in which we exist, the, mm -hmm. the threat environment mm -hmm. that's there, um, and starting to utilize some of these advanced uh, uh, capabilities that that uh, folks like uh, that like Brian work on every day from a managed security uh, perspective, um, you'll start to see the convergence of kind of the, the advancement of mobility, the advancement of 5G, um, combined with these services to, to really provide a lot more flexibility and power for agencies and moving away from having to own so much of their networks. 
So it's a, a really good point. You kind of talked about what's available now with EIS and, and where things are moving towards. Uh, agencies have a lot of transition ahead of them, and not just from networks to EIS, uh, adopting new services like cloud and, mm-hmm. and, and yep. mobility and IoT. Um, what do you see with EIS so far? Um, now your post-award agencies are releasing solicitations. What trends are you seeing? Um, so, so right now uh, with the transition, what we are seeing is, is agencies feel a lot of pressure to get through the transition. What we did just uh, in December is we actually uh, moved to extend the current networks contracts. And the reason that we did that is because we saw a lot of agencies telling us that, that if, they, if, if they only have a limited amount of time, that they're going to be more likely to do like-for-like services, kind of stick with the technology base that they have in, have in place. And if that's what they're doing, that, that really isn't taking advantage of, of, of kind of the contract as well as where they need to be going to prepare themselves for the future. So the first thing we did is extended out by th- up to three years the current oh, wow. contracts, okay. and that will allow agencies to really explore some of these uh, new, uh, new technologies and understand how they can incorporate them into their enterprise to take advantage of them for what's coming. So are, are, are you seeing that now that, you, that, you know, um You've extended the deadline, and a few of the RFPs have already dropped uh, or solicitations, but do you feel that that's going to incentivize these agencies to to stop and think and plan and really execute a well-thought-out um, transition or digital transformation? So, so, so I think a few things. I think one, along with what we're doing to extend the contract and to, to really educate folks on the contract and to work with the vendors to help the agencies understand what's there and available, um, you also have the uh, the current administration through its um, president's management agenda is making modernization a priority. Mm-hmm. So, so we actually work very closely with the Office of Management and Budget as they, as they discuss with agencies kind of their plans for modernization. I think kind of, kind of triangulating around it, right? Okay. It help you understand, give you adequate time in order to do that, and also apply that, that pressure that comes with making this a priority from, from an administration standpoint. Oh, that's great. So, you know, for, for agencies, I, I've, I've worked with some who have done their own Support. They have their own support contracts and tie caps and things. Um, what services does GSA offer um, to educate the agencies? Maybe agencies never use networks and they've always done their things. What's available as a resource? Yeah. So, so yeah, that is a great question. I, you know, what what we actually do is we do a lot of very targeted training. Right. We have a, a series of events that uh, agencies can attend. Uh, certainly, we will sit down with any agency. Any agency can contact us, and, and, and we have a staff at the ready to be able to sit down with agencies and kind of walk mm-hmm. them through what their requirements are and help them understand how they can utilize uh, how they can utilize the contract. Uh, we also partner very closely with the uh, Department of Homeland Security, so especially as you're talking about some right. of these kind of security solutions and how we've actually baked them into, uh, into this contract that will allow them to not have to kind of uh, specialize or kind of, kind of create their own solutions uh, right. from, from other contract solutions. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's a big burden. I've worked with several agencies that have support contracts at 50, 70, 100 people just to manage their tie cap, and that's wow. just one yeah. thing. So wow. um, well, that's, that's great information. Um, things seem to be moving along fairly quickly with it. Um, any other guidance or, or, or comments that you would give to agencies to think about when they're they're planning this or they're thinking about EIS, their transformation? Yeah, I, you know, I appreciate that question. Really, really, the biggest piece of guidance that I would give is that while we did extend the contracts, uh, that that really was for the purpose of allowing them 
uh, the room and the time to be able to implement and take advantage of the new technology. Not to procrastinate. Um, not, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Not to put off actually doing that work on the yeah. front end to yeah. think about what they're going to implement and start working on their fair opportunity solicitations. Really keep focused on the front end of this, of, of preparing the fair opportunity solicitations, working with industry and understanding what opportunities are there and, and utilizing that back end of the schedule that we provided in order to implement on it. On the execution, right. So is there, are, are there any timelines or stipulations to that extension? Yeah, so, so, there, so there are, right? Um, uh, in our last transition to networks, uh, it, it, really, it really lasted quite a long time. And we recognize and realize that, that kind of the, the front end, the, the 80, 90 percent on the front end is, is not the most complicated. Sometimes it's that last mm -hmm. 10 to 20 percent in bringing that over the line. That said, it, 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 it was a long transition. So um, what we have done in extending, in extending the time frames is we actually have put in a series of, of kind of milestones. They're, okay. they're not carved in stone necessarily. Necessarily, but as we start talking about going towards this next window of time, uh, we really want to see between this this window of where we are now and into September, the agencies releasing those fair opportunity solicitations okay. and working towards award. Um, we have we actually have provisions to where if we are not seeing agencies move towards those awards and have them in place by March 30th of uh, March 31st of 2020, that we can actually descope them from the contract. So oh, wow. so basically, if agencies are <laughs> Not moving along, they don't get the benefit of the of the uh, extension itself. So, so, um, and and really, the message here is is not that we're trying to play hardball as much as work with us, work with right. us, work with us. Right? If, if you're if you're trying to figure out how to get yourself over that finish line. Then come and work with us, and we'll and we'll figure out what we need mm -hmm. to do to get you there. Mm -hmm. uh, but we really can't afford to to kind of let some of these front end dates slip. Yeah, it, it could drag out. So. That yeah, now that, that makes a lot of sense. Well, thank you, uh, Bill, for being here. Thank you, Brian, for uh, standing in Eric's shoes Hope I today. Did okay, Eric. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be listening very closely <laughs> to this episode. Uh, and I think the message is very clear to agencies. I mean, there's great opportunities that Absolutely. you guys are, are offering through um, through EIS. So they just need to, you know, <laughs> get yeah, moving. <laughs> get done. Well, so, thank you for having us. Yeah, yeah no, thank excellent. You. Thank you. And thank you to all the listeners out there and continue to tune in every week to To The Point Cybersecurity. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the To The Point Cybersecurity Podcast, brought to you by Forcepoint. For more information and show notes from today's episode, please visit www.forcepoint.com slash govpodcast. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or the Google Play Store 